Hello and welcome back to this week's edition of the OmniTalk Fast Five. Today is a special week because today is a special edition week. Today is one of our favorite days of the year. Today is the day we give out our OmniTalk Retail Awards for 2019. We got everybody in the studio here. We got Carter. We got Ann. We got Emma the intern. And we even have Emma the intern's dog, Margo. Margo, say hi. Hang on. Let me see if I can get Margo in the camera. Oh, oh, for oh. those watching at home, look Margo. at that. Hey. That's not the sound Margo Oh my makes. God, that was worse than my Canada Goose call so last week. That was pretty bad. The table is actually divided here. So you have one side of the table who hates dogs. Hey! You have the other side of the that table. That is not fair. That maybe enjoys dogs a little bit more. Uh, Hence that this is an dog unjust, in my lap. That is an unjust classification. I think so too. I think that is very unjust. Very, we love dogs. We love all animals. We all love all life and celebrate it in many different ways to each his own. <laughs> to each his own. But it's Friday morning. I, for one, have had a hell of a week. It's been a busy week here on the content side, which I'm sure we'll get to. I also saw the 11 p.m. showing of Star Wars, and I want my two hours and my money back. Wait, it was bad? I can't believe this. You're what like the happened? biggest Star Wars fan on the planet. I am the hu- one of the hugest Star Wars fans on the planet, but no spoiler alerts here, but I will say this. It was, to me, the worst movie in the entire franchise. I wow. thought it wasn't possible, wow. but it was just awful. And after a few more weeks have gone by and enough people have seen it, I will give my riff on exactly what was so horrible about the movie. I was super depressed. Like I, I And it was an 11 o'clock depressed. show, so you gave up a whole night's sleep. I did. I yeah. did. I did. Yes. Thank you for that. Did that have anything that. to do with your judgment of the movie? Is the sleep deprivation? The sleep deprivation? Uh, the... No, no. Who'd you go with? Not. I, I, fair play to a friend of mine, a guy named, by the name of Jake. Uh, we've seen probably the last five or six of them together. He gets a whole group of people together. He's the only one I really know. Uh, but I went with like about seven or eight different guys. Um, Question. Do you dress in theme? No, no theme dressing. In fact, Jake and I wore the same jacket and that was kind of awkward. So it's like kind of like Sadie's. Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay, cool. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Just checking in. Yeah, exactly. Star Wars yeah. Sadie's yeah. Yeah, with but, the dudes. Yeah, but I'm, I, I want to hear the feedback from everybody coming in this week because I, I just thought it was bloody awful. Did like, Jake like the movie? Jake. Jake was funny because Jake saw it at five o'clock with his oh family. Oh my gosh. And, <laughs> wow. <laughs> but the problem is he saw it with his kid and he had to leave like five times, he was saying. And he and he he prefaced the movie by saying, Guys, it's really good. Like I actually really want to see it again. And then he walks out and he's and he says to us, Yeah, it wasn't as good the second time. I now saw the whole thing. And I, I go, Yeah, man, it was it was awful. Like I was like making jokes in the theater. I was like, This is crazy, but but anyway, I'm excited. We got a lot of fun stuff to get to this week. We got canines at the studio. Everything's ready to roll. Well, Chris, you we were going to prep a little bit, but you said, no, we're going to go with the flow. You have something in your mind that we're going to go through today, and it's going to be good. Absolutely right. Like I had, For those listening, I, told, I asked all, all four of us here today, uh, with the exception of myself, I know what's coming, but all four of us That's today. Yeah. Do you really, though? Exactly. No, not really. But I asked all of us to come in prepared, but no one knows what questions I'm going to ask, what we're going to do. And uh, so I'm curious to hear uh, who everyone's going to give their awards to today. So this is going to be completely fresh. Off the cuff, hopefully we'll have some hilarity that will ensue, and we're going to have a good time. All right, but first, I want to give a shout-out to our sponsor, and our sponsor is, of course, Trigo. Trigo helps grocers unlock the true beauty of brick-and-mortar retailing by designing a magical checkout-free experience using computer vision and AI. Together with Tesco, Trigo is now building the largest checkout-free store ever built. 
And and we dropped a hot podcast this week oh, on Trigo. Did you see that? <laughs> oh, I've got a lot goodness. of good feedback on this too. Dropped it like it was hot. Drop it like it's I have hot. no doubt. Vision I have no doubt that it was amazing thing. podcast, but I really need to find a better word than hot for you guys. I do. I know. I keep using that. A can lot. you wait? Wait, wait, you guys? Can we find a better word for Chris? I'm not using that word. <laughs> That's fair. That's Ever. Right. But getting back to the content side, yes, we interviewed the CTO of Trigo and one of the co-founders, Daniel Goodbye, all about the history of computer vision. And we really focused on that too. What is computer vision? What is the history of it? I've had a few comments from people already uh, who really like the podcast. I encourage you guys to check it out. There's a really cool and fascinating part about an orange and how a computer knows whether an orange is an orange. Really interesting. Highly encourage you guys so deep. to give it a listen. Yeah, it's pretty fascinating. Like you still, to this day, I still think about it quite a bit. Now we should recorded that interview probably what three four weeks ago now yeah and there will be some video clips to come that um we actually recorded that in their live uh store that they have in their offices so look for those in the coming weeks when you're when you're bored of your family and you need a little break that's right why not look at computer right you need to put some earphones in just to kind (laughs) of unplug all right you guys ready let's do this let's start in the place that you probably should start and that's retailer of the year all right drum roll for 2019 and why don't you go first? Oh my gosh, my phone just crashed. Who on is me. Uh, okay? OmniTalk, in your opinions, retailer of the year. Um, I don't think that the audience will find this as any surprise, but I picked Kroger as retailer of the year. Whoa, really? I did. Wow, that's so out of left field. Why? Why? Um, because I, for a lot of reasons, actually, I think that what they're doing and their store in Cincinnati, which is kind of a giveaway for maybe some of the other answers to my questions, um, later on in the, in the awards show. But I think that what they are doing and what they're building, the partnerships that they've had with Walgreens, with uh, the one we talked about with Cluster Truck, I, I really believe that right now um, Kroger is kind of pushing where grocery is going to head, where, is, where grocery is headed. So you're a big fan of all the experimentation. And for clarification, too, because we had some questions about this Cluster Truck, a software platform, not a dark kitchen. It's a right. software platform that yes. allows Kroger to do that. Correct. Just a point of clarification based on some questions we had. Correct. But you're, you're a big fan of all the experimentation. So this kind of shotgun experimentation approach that we've talked a lot about over yeah. the past year. You, you, you kind of think they're doing some good things. I Yeah, I think um, I'm not saying they're all the correct things, but sure. I, I think that this year they really put it all out there and they are, again, they're putting it live in front of audiences. They're getting yeah. feedback. And so that's why I chose them as retailer of the year. I did not expect that at all. Yeah. Carter, what, what, any thoughts on that? And also I don't know. It's just mission? like oh, we have talked about Kroger a lot. And I think that them being... I don't even want to call them an underdog, though, either. You know, at the end of the day, oh, for sure. you know, they're a pretty big player. And I agree they're doing things that, you know, when we compare them to Walmart, aren't just PR worthy or actually, I would argue, moving in the right direction. So I can't knock it. I, it's not the fun or cool choice, but no, it's but definitely the Carter, it's me. I'm not going to I'm not I fun or call cool. you fun or cool and cool. Okay. But anyways, yeah, I well, might call you both. But what did you? It's pick, a good Carter? dark horse pick, though. I hadn't thought about that. Yeah, I mean, you can't fault them for some of this. Stuff. You can disagree with me. Mine's random. Oh, we will. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we will. Mine's really random, but it, it's um, well, it's not random. It's it's very me. I would argue. Uh, I picked Shopify. Oh wow! 
Shopify, the sleeping giant that Good was able job. to unify mom and pop online e-commerce shops from around the country to take on Amazon. It's like all of the little people are joining together to take on the behemoth, and they might actually gain some traction and win. Um, now, win obviously has an asterisk on the top right corner of that because yeah. what the heck does that even mean? Yeah. Uh, but at the end of the day, like I think Shopify did some incredible yeah. things. They were already a really powerful platform. I already loved them in 2018 when we looked at just how easily they're able to enable e-commerce uh, for any size shop and really advance technically forward e-commerce uh, with that. And then all of a sudden they started layering in all of these other services this year. They had this huge, uh, you know, the huge announcement about unifying the power of of all these small mom and pop shops, everything from shipping yep. uh, to really kind of the fulfillment side of things to warehousing. Um, all those things came from Shopify. And looking back on it, it's like, well, it's not a surprise, but it was a big move for them. Mm -hmm. And I think that that move that they created in 2019 is going to have a ripple effect uh, in a lot of the stories we cover in 2020 and beyond. That's a really good one, man. Really good one. Yeah. And you, you know, when you say retailer, you, your mind doesn't always go there. Totally. Yeah. Really, right. Yeah. That's really good. Really smart. Really sweet. Emma, what'd you think? I also picked Kroger. You also oh! picked Kroger. Wow! Why? Because of the Krogies? I think I think I get a I think I get a point for a cool big, here. A big Krogie yeah. fan. Kroger, like, and for those in the, for those listening too, you know, Emma's been with us what now? Two months? Three months? And you know, this was a side of the business too. I think having come from kind of the retail program that you're in at the University of Minnesota too, like studying and watching Kroger every day was not something you were doing on a daily basis. So, so why'd you pick them? Yeah, I mean, I just wow. have never really had exposure to grocery and find it to be kind of boring, honestly, but reading the Kroger <laughs> headlines, they're just doing really cool things that I think have oh really God. big impact if you like mass scale them across the country. I don't... And I mean, Krogies as well, but like they're just doing really cool things in terms of grocery and it, they've always been just interesting to read about. Wow. And for those that can't see you guys, the video, and is fist pumping <laughs> is... the air. I want to take a W for <laughs> wow. this one. All right. I mean, I love it. <laughs> okay. I'm going to go in a different direction. Okay. And I, and I, I, I'm kind of surprised this one didn't come up. I actually am going to say Lululemon. Mm, okay. Yeah, okay. 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 I'll, let All right, I'll let you continue. Go. I think Lululemon, one, stock price has done very well. Sure. Um, they have done cool new things with their stores, both their new store in Chicago and both their new store in Minneapolis. And for me, and Anna and I have talked about this and argued this in the car, Lululemon is getting into that area of being a brand that is an experience in and of itself, getting into the flywheel of many different options and that being kind of the wellness angle, right? You know, it's at the beginning, it was about a yoga pant, but now it's about the Lululemon lifestyle. And that extends into so many other things. It can extend into yoga classes. It can extend in the future into gyms, as Anne's talked about, wellness retreats, vacations. This is how adults are wanting to live their lives. And Lululemon within that can be incredibly powerful. And as we all walk the mall together, uh, the Mall of America on Black Friday, the place is packed and there's not a sale sign in sight. Second year in a row, we've seen that. I just think they've done uh, some pretty masterful things. But Carter, what do you think? So you guys know I'm a huge fan of Lululemon, right? Like I would never want to knock them. Uh, but at the end of the day, when you look at retailer of the year, <clears throat> a lot of what they're doing is buy not, by the playbook isn't right, uh, but it is very not it, – it's expected brand building powerhouse moves that they're able to do based on the cash and the brand that they've created. Which now, that is no easy feat. I never want to discount that. It is so hard to do. But when you're looking at other brands – other brands have been doing that in the past in different ways for – 
ever since brands existed. Lululemon is just, I would argue, the one that comes out on top of that fight this year. Uh, but I wouldn't, I didn't give them this specific title yeah. because I don't think, I think the retail of the year is based on someone who's gone against the grain, made some changes yep. uh, to, to, to do innovative growth rather than pour cash and, and actually execute incredibly well. Yeah. However, that's why I didn't give them the title. Fascinating, interesting. And I actually think I think actually going back to the basics of some of what they've done to keep that brand really strong is actually one of the reasons I, I, I gave them the award this year. You know well, who my second the, was? Well, the numbers are insane. Like, let's yeah. not forget about the numbers are insane. Like, their men's business grew by yeah. triple digits. Like, and they're doing amazing things. And you'll see the rest of my list echoes that. Yeah, I can't wait to hear this. You know who my second was, though? Was Nike. For a very similar reason. And we'll talk probably more about that too. The ones too, I think, to give mention to, because I was surprised they weren't heard, was Target and Walmart. Why did neither of you guys say those? I just think it was, I mean, once again, Target has made some really great moves. Like, don't, like, and you'll see that in my list. Um, But the, again, like, these are incremental, they're not even incremental, they're expected down the path growth opportunities That's and Lululemon stock price by the way yeah i was just gonna say yeah. last year it looks pretty good yeah it looks amazing because they're doing a killer job but same with target they're doing an incredible job they are constantly changing things to increase their stock price and add value however when you look at someone who's a little bit more revolutionary and who we can give a title to and say welcome to the party like congrats on all the success like that's why i picked Something no, I get wasn't. why you pick Shopify. I think Shopify is a good pick too. This one's always a fun award because like you could give it to a lot of people. A lot of, a lot of people have a good year. Like Target Walmart had great years too. You know, for me, it was just there's so much noise and just what's happening in the business with Toys R Us being gone and every other department store falling off the face of the earth. That was why they didn't make the top of my list. Uh, but I'd like to be I'd like to be Lululemon in the future uh, relative to some other people. I think they got some defensible things. All right, Carter. All right, let's go to you. Second question executive of the year executive of the year so first of all and we'll get to it the retail dive pick for this is pretty disappointing but uh when you look at <laughs> the executive of the year so mine's a shoe in it's a good old emily from glossier and why? this is why yeah i want to hear why wow she has hit unicorn status this year however sure. has still been able to enlist and leverage and maintain the value of the brand that she had built in 2018, 17, 16. Okay. And so when you look at even the most recent retail executions they've made, like we just got off the Nordstrom story two weeks ago mm-hmm. and she yeah. once again leveraged her brand and said, you know what? Yeah, we're going to put four bottles there. We're going to staff it ourselves. We're going to take a whole 20 by 20 space and sell one product. Though that's just one example of, I think, of how that brand has continued to leverage its power even and the celebrity status that they've found themselves in in the last couple of years. Wow. Didn't expect that. I think the scope's too small, though. Like, it's it's cool. I think you're right. She's making good moves, but like it scope's too small. That's fine. Like I kind of put it back on the Lulu, kind of some of the things you're saying about Lululemon, but but yeah, no, to me, the scope's too small. Maybe I'm just people. a fan. I think you are a fan. Well, fan <laughs> that's boy. Okay. I think we that's all okay. I know. That's hey, the thing. These are, every, these are our awards. Absolutely. Yeah, we do what we want. Everyone personal. wins. You do what you Cars want. Cars a millennial. Everyone gets an award. You should know? see all the soccer True. trophies I have at That's home. Right. Yeah, yeah. he still has. And what do you think? Mine's kind of boring, but I feel like you got to give it to him. And I picked Brian Cornell. So did I. Yeah. Yeah, I did too. I, I don't love it because it's like so the obvious choice unless you're yeah. retail dive. Um, but it seems, I mean, what they've done, what he's done this year with that company is remarkable. And so I feel like we got to give him, we got to give him the gold star. 
I think so too. I mean, they've. I mean, he made the call to you know batten down the hatches, hunker down, do all the foundational things. A lot of which were around supply chain and uh, you know how fulfillment operations were going to work. And seemingly, that thing is you know working to unbridled success. Like yeah. comps are outstanding. You've done the curbside pickup thing. Yeah. And that seems to be working incredibly well, which kudos to them too, because not everyone's on that bandwagon yet. Um, and the team's just done a masterful job. So I think the big question is, of course, what's next. But man, yeah, the, where, the, where the stock is positioned today uh, and how it looks, they've done a fantastic job. Far better than, as Carter alluded to, Michelle Gas at Kohl's, which if you look at their stock price, is a completely completely different story i'll actually find that just why do you guys think they chose her uh, i have no idea like even they, reading... cole sent them a really nice christmas gift is what i think happened cole's stock right there yeah right like how could you be the executive of the year when your stock price is where it's at i don't know you guys i'm very confused emma what are your thoughts you think when i saw that i laughed and <laughs> Because, like, to me, Kohl's is just an irrelevant brand. Like, my mom shops there, and that's the only reason I have some, like, ounce of respect for them. But do you, to pick a executive of a brand that's so, like... Do you think it's the Amazon I thing? honestly think it's just because of the Amazon returns thing. Yeah. Yeah. Which well, is... Why else which, is it? And even if we decided that we like that, think of how we're comparing her to the rest of the retail world. And, like, think about, like, even Kroger, right? Yeah. Who is, had back-to-back-to-back evolutions and innovations mm-hmm. well you do one good move and that's like everyone applauds you i think at the end of the day like you need to be having 50 of those wins in a year especially if you're coals yeah i agree and i and i don't i don't Sorry. want a discount that's no easy feat like there it's a challenging place i'm sure to be over there mm-hmm. yeah however that's the competition that's the baseline yeah. and also just so you so everyone's aware too in the audience 2018 the, the winner was jeff <laughs> retail that was jeff Gannett. So, Man, which uh, you have your own opinions yeah. on, from it's what I mad, know, it's the Madden cover jinx, basically. Emma, are you kind of on the Target bandwagon too, or like on the Glossier bandwagon? Where are you coming down on this? I would probably pick Target over Glossier. Yeah. I love Glossier, but like Target is Scope. just a much larger scale. Yeah, absolutely. All right, let's do this one. Favorite store you visited in 2019? Go, whoever wants it. Oh man, um, Glossier. In New York. In New York. Uh, yeah. God, man, Glossier's coming up a lot. The Glossier New York thing, though, I, I actually won't even get into it. Uh, my favorite store for sure was Lululemon in Mall of America on oh, wow. Friday morning. Oh, wow. All right. Okay. And not even, and maybe it's because I saw it beforehand. Like, I was able to, like, adventure inside when it wasn't so busy. So yeah. when it, like, filled up, it was even cooler. And, you know, they had their own, you know, collection of issues on Black Friday morning <laughs> like anyone would. And, you know, there was a pipe burst behind the bar and everything like that. But, like... Even everyone we met, whether we knew them personally or they were just an employee, was like outstandingly, incredibly nice. Everything was fun. Yeah, like, and I think at the end of the day, like the insight we had—if you've ever—if you've listened to our Black Friday episode, if you haven't, you should go back and listen. Um, was the idea that they weren't running any discounts? The whole point is that they were able to execute their brand in a physical way that. I think embodied it perfectly and also created the like mecca for hangout for their ideal audience. Yeah. Felt like the gap to me back in the 90s. But anyway, what did you think, Ann? Uh, I said Planet 13. Wow. I thought... Um, did, that who, did, did you, you go did there when you were in Vegas? Year too? I, I like didn't end up year. making it there when I was in Vegas. There was a giant uh, convention going around. So there's a lot of people visiting that space. But You saw it in September and March, we, though. Yeah, we, yeah, you guys we, have been there a couple times. We saw times, it yeah. in, um, in March, yeah, when we were there for um, out there for Shop Talk. And then... 
saw it again, um, their expansion that they're putting in, which I think that to me is really now the expansion is open, but that's really where you start to see like these people weren't even in the retail industry and they've created a beautiful high touch concierge uh, shopping experience. And I think that, um, well, a lot of people aren't 100% on board with yeah. them because of the industry that they're in. Um, they're doing service and they're doing retail right. Um, they're putting retail theater in with their production facilities on site and the giant windows where you can watch their products being made. Um, they Which have for that a, line of product is incredibly important. The idea of transparency and things yeah. like that. They're able to differentiate through that physical environment yeah. like other brands aren't. Right. And I think they're using some cool tech in there that makes sense, like just, you know, how they're using any sort of digital screens or how they're they're um, implementing kind of those things that are generally like a, a frill um, or flare in a, a shopping experience. So, yeah, it's not like overdone on the digital side. Yeah. Like it just seems, I, you know, I'm going to give it done. to them. Yeah. Interesting. Wow. OK. Um, okay. Those pick? three things out of left field. I, I kind of had I, I was a, a, a toss up on mine. I loved Sam's Club now when we oh, visited yeah. it in January. Ooh, I, I, I would have loved to go to that. I thought that yeah. was what you were going to pick. Yeah. Just Shoot, because I, I think that, that thing one. is so mm-hmm. different and daring. Yep. Well, and that was the one we covered where, you know, kind of the local audience was kind of up in arms because it wasn't the old right. Sam's Club. Yeah. You right. know, and they were they were the, used to the <laughs> million square feet of yeah. palletized yeah. toilet paper. And that wasn't what it was. It was the only warehouse club that I would enjoy shopping, I think. Yeah. And it was well done. It was yeah. beautiful. And it was really cool how it was all Scanago based technology. Um, and then the other one that was kind of my favorite was the Amazon Go in New York with the Starbucks coffee machine. Yeah. Like, which there's a video on YouTube. I'm like your hype man over here. There's a <laughs> video. There's a video on YouTube which you should watch, which is really good about about that experience as yeah. well. Yeah, it was basically like, okay, I could start my morning here every single day. True. And even my afternoon, I could make a stop in there every single day. Still surprised they're not growing even faster. Just yeah. I know that they're expensive to build, probably, but um, at the end of the day, like it's just a really cool concept. Check out free retail is a really cool concept, and you can see how it can work across co working coffee shops, convenience stores, everything. And so I thought it was really neat. All right. What next? What next? Oh, this is a good one. Best omni-channel experience. Carter, let's go to you. Okay, so... I feel like I'm on NPR today. Yeah, I know, right? We're really close to the microphones. So this one, I, I have some explaining to do, and I, I gave it to Target, and this is why. So I use... I use Target actually for the first time in many, many years this year because of the new baby, right? Mm-hmm. And I think yeah. that I had an appreciation for an omni-channel experience that simply works and you didn't have to figure out, log in, create accounts, deal with all of that. And that's why I give it to them. So the story goes, it's like, and this happened multiple times, it's two in the morning or whatever. And my wife puts stuff in the pickup, you know, in the pickup, you know, or whatever. She used the app to add things to the cart for yeah, pickup right. that when the store opened the next morning. Now at 8 a.m. or whatever time the local store opened, I'm in my car and our accounts are synced. So all of a sudden it's like, hey, like you got six items ready for pickup. Like, tell us you're on your way. And then the GPS realizes when you're there and you pull up and within a matter of seconds, some smiling target employees out there with your bag of things to put in the back of the car and I'm home in 10 minutes. Now, the cool thing about this is that not only was the omni-channel experience ideally perfect, it worked with our family situation where there is two people potentially involved in the mix, which is not easy to do. Um, And then also... In the state of mind I was in, in like little to no sleep, you, you, we didn't have time to figure out a new app or figure out a complex situation. We didn't, have, we didn't have time to figure that out. And the fact that I was able to make it work flawlessly in that state of mind and in that kind of speed uh, is the reason why I give it to them 
without question. It's pretty awesome. Having worked there too, like all of what you just talked about was not there four or five years ago. Sure, right. sure. All yeah, right. The evolution go, of it's especially huge. Especially the guest account management side of that thing, like keeping that seamless across everything. Yeah, no, great point. Uh, great point. Emma, what'd you think? I also chose Target. Did you really? You chose Target. Wow, Target's winning big here this yeah, week. Yeah, I used curbside pickup for the first time this year. I used like- Is this so easy? It, it is so, it's so easy. easy. I got a bag of dog food because it had been like two days since I fed my dog. And <laughs> I just wanted to get it on the way home from work. Wow, Shows how much we love dogs wow. over here. Jeez. Shows you what Target's doing too. Because yeah. even though in Minneapolis, we are not homers. We do not talk about Target all that often. So it's right. pretty impressive. And what do you think? Um, I picked Target for this also. Oh my god! <laughs> uh, because of curbside delivery, um, honestly, that is life changing. And we were we actually we had a little store of the future gathering last night, and we were talking about how even people who are have never used Target this year have gotten on the bandwagon because of curbside and because of the app and how simple it is to use, not just for curbside delivery and omni-channel experience, but also for payments. Having consolidated all the payments and offers and cartwheel into one app that now you, you pay can just through scan. your app too? I do that too. I do that it's too. So awesome. It's amazing. And yeah, it's I feel, so awesome. yeah, I also voted this one for best uh, middle finger to Amazon because yeah. I, I do feel oh, like for the exact use cases, one, you getting new people that are on like using the target app who are shopping target who maybe never shopped target before and are huge amazon i find fans. myself moving like apps Carter, I, I honestly find myself opening yeah. target instead of amazon because wow, for just general e-commerce yeah and be- you know the price is going to be pretty calibrated right for the most part right and they you can get it in, in 10 minutes that card. curbside is so slick and the cool. and bringing it out to your car i think we know that they are also working on you know bringing uh produce and perishables into the mix and i think that is going to be killer once that gets yeah done. well and here's here's my other thing and we can talk Card. about this more in depth um maybe next year but amazon is just getting pummeled in the press lately yeah jeff bezos is being looked at as more of a villain than a good guy amazon yeah, is FedExing this week oh my so gosh weird. yeah and then like there's this new thing about like secondhand trash like you know the yeah. quality of product and the idea that target might be able to like leverage their employee base that is usually top-notch well-trained like approachable etc to be the face of that brand even if it is just for a couple of seconds i think there's only upward trajectory for this thing and i think they're going to be able to leverage to your point chris yeah. the things that they have worked to build over the last five ten years in a way that amazon's gonna have a lot of work to, to try to catch up now some of it's not tangible but i mean it's gonna matter yeah mm-hmm. absolutely no i think it's a good point i will pick something different Thank okay. Um, just just to throw it out there, uh, and I think it highlights all the same things you guys talked about. Uh, and I already picked Cornell for CEO of the year, so I don't want to do too, mm, too much red. I don't want to sure. be too much, you know, red bullseye. But um, Chick Fil A, I think Chick Fil A has one of the best. I know chicken I, sandwiches. I went out there. Oh, yeah. yeah. The, with the course, the chicken sandwiches. It has everything you guys are talking about too. If you haven't used it, I mean, their app is amazing their location capabilities in terms of what they can do. It's far better than Starbucks now in terms of order ahead. I did it at the Mall of America because the line really? was so long. And it worked well. It worked great. Yeah, it's pretty stellar. And then the rewards program and how that works and how fluid that is. It's really, really good. So when you want a model of everything you just talked about for Target, how to pay, how to do order pickup, curbside delivery, the technology that makes it happen, it's all there in that platform. And by the way, it's been there for a good bit of time now. Uh, it's great. It's great. I absolutely think it's amazing. It used to be Starbucks was the one that won that hands right. down for me, and now it's now it's Chick Fil A. Maybe based on what you guys are saying, I got to pay more attention Ooh, to Target. I, and with Starbucks, I'll be curious in twenty twenty. I don't think the curbside pickup we were to, or not curbside, but like pickup at Starbucks we we were talking about a year ago, yeah. yeah, right. And like I haven't seen a ton of change in that 
I feel like that's that experience has actually gotten worse. I do, I would agree I too. It's to more as, much as more and people use it, it's like it's harder to figure out. Yeah, I and agree. there's and there's I would argue ways that you could. Anyways, no, there is. You guys sound 20. so ridiculous. Like now that everybody knows about hey, Starbucks hey, mobile hey, pickup. Hey. Well, I think it's also just the app development's gotten a lot worse too. But anyway, all right. <laughs> and Third on. House has the best coffee. We move on because and 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 went to middle finger. We'll do that one after this. I want to do one first before we okay. do. Who gave the best middle finger to Amazon? Let's do worst idea of the year. <laughs> worst idea in retail of 2019. Oh, I gotta. Rem- I will start us out. Yeah. Okay. Sounds good. good. Get the minds going. It had to be grocery delivery to your fridge from Walmart. Oh that video <laughs> with him, with Lori in the pickup truck was the worst, most ridiculous That's thing a good I one. have seen. It was even worse than Star Wars, The Rise of Skywalker. I mean, this thing just doesn't make any sense to me at all. It's going to take years and years to pull it off. No one's going to use it. Oh, wasn't this like the weird thing where you could like elect to have that be the way? It, it, just the whole user experience of it doesn't make sense. Like. Anyway, that was that was one. There was a close second. It was this one was a neck and neck heat. I want to see if you guys name the next one who my runner up was. Um, I'm going to say continuing to roll out story in Macy's after the first uh, couple sets. You guys oh, had an amazing that, was a that good story one that you guys that. you guys that was went, the worst execution of the year. Sure, I mean story outdoor. The pictures oh are like burned into my brain. Yeah, Christmas story is pretty terrible too, actually. But I, we haven't yeah. even talked about that yet. I was, I'm just that's. I think it's disappointing for me. Like I just, it had potential. There, I, I had especially after seeing the first one, and they talked up like, no, you guys, give us till holiday. We've got, got it. it. It's going to be blow your out. mind. This is like magical. You're thinking back to like yeah. Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street stuff, and. uh yeah, there's it. It feels like that should have been paused and like skip the middle, uh, whatever the yeah. middle segment was, and then like let's really relaunch for holiday. I'm dying to jump in here because you know what you, you know what you just described reminds me of when I was a kid. I watched the show Growing Pains. Do you remember? Oh that God, show? yeah, With Kirk Cameron. Yeah, the one episode I always remember. It was in black and white, right? Yeah, right? Okay, cool. <laughs> the one episode I always remember is there was like this really really good looking girl in high school that he wanted to date, and he yeah. finally got. The ability, the chance to talk to her, yeah. And when he talked to her, she had like the highest pitch voice in human history, <laughs> and that's what story at Macy's was. It's like, oh my god, this is something you want so bad, and then it happens, and you're like, wow, it's the high pitched girl from Growing Pains. <laughs> like that's what this was. Like, yeah. It just it was it was it's been terrible. It's yeah. Been terrible. Emma, what do you think? Worst idea you saw all year? I also chose the fridge delivery. You did from Walmart. <laughs> just. So many things can go wrong, and I just can't get over how many things can possibly go wrong with that. Which and is ironic because you're also holding a dog as you talk about that, which is one <laughs> yep. of the things that could go wrong. Yeah, well, actually experience. did go wrong. It well, has been going wrong. Yeah. Well, right? and he, here's the hard hard thing about that too is like I have so much respect and so much love and so much sympathy for people who are fulfilling last mile delivery. Um, it's a hard job. You're not getting paid enough to do it, and like I believe that's something that needs to be revolutionized. But I think anyone who's gotten that, like you don't really know who you're going to get. Sometimes they're awesome. Sometimes they're a little bit unreliable, a little bit sketchy. So why would you just open your front door and let them come hang out in the living room for a while? You know, and, and I think that's really kind of the 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 main issue. And not to mention just kind of the you know ironic nature of how they rolled that out as well. Yeah. So that was yours too. Uh, no, it was not. Oh, okay. What's yours? Uh, this is. I love everyone who is a part of this, but the oh Modern Retail Collective was. Yes. I would say yeah. oh, that was my runner hands up. Hands down. That was my uh, 
my worst one. And and for those who have followed some of the work, you know, whether it was from the Q4 conference or some things that I have uh, maybe gone in a rant about here on the podcast, I am so against buzzworthy technology. I am so against screens for no reason, QR codes for no reason, Bitcoin, cryptocurrency. And it was like they found a way to slam all of that into a single store and then realize that, wait, no one wants to do that. And if you guys remember when we first talked about this, yeah. I called that out. And and you went to the defense of modern retail collectors. You're like, it actually has some interesting things. I'm like, let's let's wait. Let's figure it out. And that's yeah. no offense to you, and obviously. But I think the point is what we realized when we make contrast, and that's why I loved our time at Black Friday. Yep. You could con- you can contrast the Lululemon, no sale, you're like physical experience done right to modern retail, modern retail collective, a store packed full of technology for no apparent reason. <laughs> and you looked at the difference and there was not a soul inside. I still am going to come to the defense here. Because oh I can God. I can defend it on a fundamental level of like I, I if if a century wanted to test this out to show that it doesn't work, then awesome. I, no, here's what here's here's the thing. I don't think it's apples to apples. I don't think you can compare modern retail collective with Lululemon or any of the other like consumer stores that we're shopping about. I think that that's is a an fair experiment. Point. That, is, that yeah. doesn't make it good. No, I'm not saying it's. <laughs> I'm not saying that. I'm just clarifying. Like, I, if we're gonna go and look at this apples to apples, stores to stores, what's the worst execution based on like consumers walking in the door? There's no consumers walking in the door of Modern Retail Collective, or there's very few. It's it's mostly people in the industry, and well, I, yeah, I would argue you're, that you're pitching it that way though. Like that's the thing. That's why it's so bad. It's like I my would, favorite thing on Black Friday was like we walk in, there's no one there, and the question they ask. Hi, are you guys consultants? Yeah, because I'm a freaking consultant on Black Friday in a retail store. That's what I am. That's your first question yeah. you ask me. Well, it's because that's the only people who came in. Exactly. Yeah. Like it's a freaking timeshare. But it's I would, a timeshare sales pitch in the Mall of America. Yes, I don't love it. I would argue though that they aren't. They were never going in to pitch that as an as a apples to apples store. This was a supposed to be a lab that they were putting in oh, a live it's environment. It's a mousetrap. That's all it is. Yeah. You're right. You're totally right. You're dead right. Dead right. 100. percent All right. Let's do this one. Let's say you you hinted at it already. I can tell you liked it. So I didn't tell you which questions I was going to ask you guys. No. Best middle finger to Amazon. So for Anne, for you, it was Target. Yeah, I, I specifically said Target curbside delivery. Target curbside delivery. Yeah. Carter? Uh, Shopify. Like Shopify. It, it goes right into it. I think, you know, uniting. That was the, my runner up. Yeah, uniting yeah. the small businesses to really leverage the size of what Shopify represents. I, be really cool. So this was a this was also a hard category because I feel like do you judge them based on what they announced in 2019 or what the results are for this? Because like yeah. we had another category. I don't know if we're going to get to it, but at this point, what the hell? Boy, Trail, Trailblazer of the year, yeah. and I picked Fair for the same reasons mm. that Carter's talking about Shopify because I think that with Shopify platforms like uh, like Fair, I think that is really positioning itself in the next couple of years to really give a middle finger to Amazon and so I think that by uniting the shop the local shop owners like Carter's talking about but I don't feel like they've gotten to that point in 2019 to really make that splash yet yeah that's that's a really good point Emma what'd you think who was your who was uh who do you think gave the best middle finger to Amazon I said when Nike stopped selling products through Amazon's that's a good one yeah (laughs) that's a good one like that's just the biggest like screw you yeah see you later yeah and I think it's that a, was it, mine too, it's actually. a brand flex. Mine. It's to say like, yeah. you know, we we don't need you. You're not representing our brand well enough and you never will. So yeah. see ya. And yeah. That, that was why going back to our talk in the beginning too, where I was like, I think that stuff's important. Like totally. how you hold your brand. Yeah. Also why you liked uh, Emily Weiss. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. 
All right. Let's do two more. I think this next one's important. Most important technology. Hmm. Who wants to start? Why don't you start? Okay. Um, I I feel like I try to avoid picking Amazon for any of these categories or even like Target and Walmart where possible because I feel like they there are sections of those companies that could win a lot of these awards. But I have to say Amazon Go and Computer Vision in so general Vision. this year, that is technology of the year for me. That gets my it's, vote. It's and amazing. I hate it. I, I, in some ways, I don't want to sound biased because Trigo is one of our sponsors, but Computer Vision, for sure, hundred for me, 100%. Like, in so many aspects of retail, not just checkout free shopping. Right. You know, can be used in e-commerce operation, in-store operations via robotics. There's just so many applications to it. Going to change how we shop like next year, next month. Yeah. And I was going to say in the future, I think you're going to see a lot of that. And I think a lot of the innovation is happening behind the scenes currently mm-hmm. where users don't necessarily know the benefit of that. Um, I have a, a lame one that you guys will know that I say, I still am such a big fan of SMS messaging that you have. It's oh, a good one, it's, man. It's um, a good one. And I get a lot it's of a heat one. for that. Ultimately, oh. it being like the oldest technology on phones. Like I remember yeah. like being a 14 year old, like typing with T9 to my crush, like in middle school. <laughs> but like the. Oh man, so many jokes. I yeah. Keep going. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But the point is SMS to this day is the best technology to connect with consumers directly. And you're seeing it come back. Like you're seeing all the New York Times stuff. We actually wrote a piece about this just a couple months ago. You platforms like community coming up finding ways for celebrities and brands to connect to their consumers one-on-one in mass fashion like this is the technology that works and you know why because everyone has it everyone knows how to use it it's quick it's direct it's one-to-one it's customizable it's amazing i was sitting on and everyone's using it. i was messaging with delta yesterday like like heck i would call delta right, right? Mm-hmm. like i was just messing with them they figured everything out it was all good and then ding uh, you know a couple of seconds later all of a sudden i have a note from one of my favorite you know celebrities giving me a couple articles for the day like it is amazing, um, and you're seeing retailers like Dirty Lemon. I mean, this was a year and a up. half ago, two years ago, three years ago, using this as a complete yeah. end-to-end commerce solution. And I'm surprised we're not actually seeing more retailers take advantage of SMS, um, specifically in the gap between the target powerhouse and startups, right? Yeah. Because not everyone can build a beautiful multi-million-dollar application that works all the time, every time, but it's much easier to enable SMS commerce like Dirty Lemon has done in a way that I think uh, could be leveraged more and more in the new year. It's a great point, Carter. Yeah, it's something to keep an eye on. It gives me thought for Third House and some of the experimentation we're doing here too. Emma, what'd you think? I didn't actually choose anything for this one. I struggled with that just because I haven't really experienced most of like the cool technology that I've read about in person. Mm-hmm. However, if I had to choose something, I would definitely go with like computer vision, check out free shopping. I think that that as Ann said, is going to be the future. Which text is an offshoot of that too. I thought, yeah. you know, Thong Win a few weeks ago in one of our podcasts with Rumera dropped the bomb on that too. When we asked him the how millennial are you questions, what social app do you use the most? And he dropped iMessages, text messaging. Right, yeah, yeah. it's iMessages. It's the yeah. one thing we all use. Well, it yeah. also works at for any age right now. I mean, you have to think about that too. Like even the boomers and older are texting. Like right. they they might use way too many and emojis and uh, gifts, but let me tell you, they they know how to use it and they love it. So that's right. Yeah, and to your guys' point earlier, it's very croji uh, friendly. You know, for your retailer yeah, of the year. Straight. All right, let's get us out of here on this one final question. What retailer would you quit your job to work for? Mm-hmm. Chris, I want you to Let start. It sink it. You want me to start? Yeah. All right. I couldn't pick actually. What What could possibly take you away from working with me every day? Uh, absolutely. <laughs> well, that's a 
That's a loaded question. I don't think I'll. <laughs> oh my I, God, I there's so the, many I answers. Take the fifth. Chick fil A. You can't say it. Yeah. <laughs> Chris is going to be the next guy. Uh, no, for me, it was really three. I think there's three that I think are really interesting. There's at okay. least three reasons you would leave here. <laughs> yeah, Perfect. Three, three <laughs> Good to know. I would never leave know. what I'm doing because I love it and I love working mm-hmm. with you every day. I'll just put that out there. Shameless yeah. plug. Yep. But um, Walmart. Okay. Macy's. Okay. A uh, turnaround story, huh? Mm-hmm. And Lululemon. Okay. Wow. Yeah, I think that's really it. You called it Lululemon because of everything I said. It's just Bandwagon. They, they just yeah. got such a good thing going. And, and all I, that I don't, free all that free Luan right. that he could put the on The yoga pants you're wearing right now do yeah. look good on you. And I don't like pushing water uphill, although in the converse of that, I do like trying to do things people think can't be done. And one of those is Macy's. And so I would love okay. to get in there and try to figure out how to fix Macy's. And then Walmart, I think, just because it's so damn important yeah. to try to get in there and – I would love to get in there and do what Walmart's all about, which is how do you start putting the innovation towards helping people save money and live better every single day? Yeah. And God, that would impassion me. Like, sorry, I had no idea I was going to do this, but like, I'm going to go off on a rant because I read Andy Dunn's like love letter to Walmart yeah. last week. How did you feel about that? I was pissed. He's like, Walmart <laughs> has a moral imperative. Like, I've learned that in my two years of working at Walmart, but okay, I'm just going to freaking leave, right? Okay, you did your time, you left. Like, that's that's how I read that. Yeah. And so, but you're right. Walmart does have a moral imperative. So like, let's do something about it. And my question would be, what did you do? Because I don't know what I saw, at yeah. least from the public announcements. And But that would get me to at least consider that. Maybe him leaving was the morally imperative thing to do. <laughs> yeah, right. Maybe maybe for all of us. Yeah. What'd you think? Um, I picked Kroger. <laughs> Are you serious? Kroger? I'm dead serious. I thought you picked glossy or something. Really? Kroger. Uh, wow. no. The pink jumpsuit just didn't do it. I, no I don't look good in that this, color like, of pink. Kroger I have a lot of pink train. undertones in my skin. It would be a disaster. You hated the advertising move. Like you hated the, the whole thing. Maybe that's why I want to go there, Chris. Uh, turn around. Um, all right, all right. actually I think I, I'm picking it for the same reason that I picked it as, as retailer of the year. Wow. I, there's a lot of cool stuff happening there. You know how much I love <laughs> That was a terrible face. <laughs> you know how much I love uh, future retail and food executions. And so I think it, that's kind of where my passions would go, like building up what the the future of like restaurants, food delivery and actual food concepts and grocery, um, the impact that that's going to have on the future. And for the same reasons you're talking about Walmart, I think getting food to people in food desert areas and, yeah. and how you make that a scalable concept to get across the country feels like something that has to be in their their strategy for Fresh the for coming everyone, right? years. Yep. Yeah. So um, yeah, we didn't talk about the Walgreens Kroger partnership. I right. thought that was pretty cool this year too. Yeah. 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 Emma, what about you? So I have two. Okay. And for very different reasons, though. Is one of so, them third house? No. <laughs> that would be nice. Shameless plug. All oh, right. Nice. Also shameless plug. <laughs> but um, the first one that came to my mind was Everlane because I've been following mm. Everlane for as long as they have existed. I admire everything they do, and I'd be honored to do merchandising or marketing for them. On the other hand, I would think I would quit my job to go work for Gap. Kind of for the same reason. Ooh, interesting. So would I actually. I didn't think about that. I one. have like so many ideas. Yeah. I went into a local mall gap the other day and was just so disappointed yeah. with it's everything. Brutal, right? And I like it has so much potential and they actually have really like nice and quality products. And I just my brain was going with all these different ways that we could display things better and like up the marketing game. Their social media presence is just bleh. Like, mm-hmm. I just have so many ideas and that kind of got me thinking like, oh, it'd actually be really cool to be brought in to create change for the company and bring it back to what it once was. Emma, when you're on the plane back home to New That's York really today, 
I would love to see some sketches if Margo will let you. I was just thinking the same thing. I would love to see what they are and yeah. like riff on that and talk about it in a yeah. future podcast or story. Yeah. Of so Gap and like what I yeah. saw. Yeah. yeah. That's just gonna like, be, that's gonna be a little tough, but like I can we I should can do all it. three do that. All four of us. Yeah. Yeah, it'd be cool. That's Fun exercise. Yeah. Carter, right. close this up. Uh I I I can't I'm talk too much to about this. it and I it's it's a <laughs> It's a nod to how lucky I am to have the job I you currently love your job, do. Of course, uh, of course. Because I would love to work on um, Nike retail, especially their flagship wow. locations. If you haven't been to that yeah. Fifth Avenue store in New York, mm-hmm. there is some sort of magic that comes over you when you walk through those front doors. Um, and they change it over all the time. And every time you go in there, it blows you away. Um, and, and it's the same thing for their flagship store on Spring Street. It's the same thing for yeah. a lot of their flagship stores. But there's something about that Fifth Avenue store where they have just figured out a way to engulf you in the brand, similar to Lululemon, yeah. but Nike does it just at like a different, more in-your-face level um, that I'm constantly just amazed by. Um, and I think that the evolution of that in 2020 is going to be a ton of fun to see. Interesting. Okay, I wasn't thinking you were going to say that. I would like to see them improve that experience at the Mall of America too. I do not think the Mall of America feels like a flagship experience. So maybe, there you go. There is a huge opportunity there. All right, well, that closes us up. That was fun. Always a little bit of a longer podcast. Thanks for sticking with us. We never know exactly where it's going to go. And purposely, we don't know what the hell (laughs) any of us are going to say, which is always a blast. (laughs) A couple housekeeping notes. There were some fun articles and podcasts we dropped like it was hot. Oh my God. Oh, yes. Carter. 2020 can is going to have a new. Can we bury that in 2019? I did it, please. Carter. But we had Karen Stuckey, the SVP of Private Brands and Sourcing uh, on Ann's Women's Retail Collective podcast in association with the Network of Executive Women. Be sure to give that a listen. Yes. Really, really good stuff and impressive, impressive woman when you hear her speak. Incredibly, incredibly articulate. Uh, and just really, a lot of things she said were really profound. And a big fan of what we're doing. And a huge fan of yeah. what we're doing. Yeah. So thanks to Big Karen supporter. for yeah. your comments and support. Yeah, I learned a lot from it, especially the part she does this whole thing about balance and the myth yeah. of balance. It's really interesting. Yeah, if intriguing. you're looking to set an intention for 2020, listen to that podcast. She's got quite a few good ideas for you. Absolutely. Of course, as I mentioned in the beginning, we uh, released the podcast that we did with Trigo on the history and future of computer vision and how it pertains to retail. Also put a, a couple fun po- posts out on Forbes, five tips for delighting your customers in 2020. Be sure to check that out. And then my favorite post of the year went live yesterday. And that is, of course, my five predictions for retail in 2020. Be sure to give that one a look. I was no hold, no holds barred. You'll find what CEO, I th- what CEOs actually might be on the chopping block. What company looks disastrously close to recreating the JC Penney's disaster a la Ron Johnson a few years ago. Hopefully you'll enjoy it. It's humorous as usual. And of course, finally, happy holidays to everyone. Hope you enjoy the times with your families. Be safe as well. And for Anne, for Emma, for Carter, and of course, even Margot the dog, be careful out there. Mm-hmm.